how's it going? Welcome to Disney Plus, plus Ben, plus friends. I am Ben, and today I'm not joined by any friends, so the the title is a little misleading. Uh, I apologize. But we are definitely talking about Disney Plus. There was so much Disney Plus news yesterday that I simply had to have a podcast episode dedicated to Parts of it, and I think over the next few weeks, we're going to dissect all of what we found. But basically, over the next two or three years, Disney Plus is kicking off about 35 original series, most of them based on existing intellectual properties, at least in some capacity. Some of them are really cool ways of branching out from existing intellectual properties. And I'm really excited. And I, I mean, it, it, I think this is just an absolute win for Fans of Star Wars, fans of Marvel, fans of the things that Disney does and does well. I'm I'm really, really excited. So, yeah, in case you missed it, they had an investors meeting. I think it's their annual investors conference in, yesterday, and they just announced, hey, Disney Plus is this huge hit, and we're just going to double, triple, quadruple down on it, especially while attendance at our parks is hurting because of COVID. So... Uh, yeah, this is just like objectively good news if you're a fan of Disney Plus, if you're a fan of any of the properties they own. It's just great stuff. So we'll kind of dissect this over the next few weeks, and I'll try to do a couple of episodes. But this is my first crack at... Okay, so in 2021, I am i don't want to like 100% commit to this. I'm sorry if I end up not doing this, but my, my goal right now is to turn Disney Plus plus Ben plus Friends into a weekly podcast that drops on Fridays. I want to drop an episode of some sort every Friday. Here is the the fact of the matter is, I can't do a proper episode every week. I don't have time. I don't have the resources. I can't make it work. So what I'm trying to do is I'm finding a way to give you Disney Plus plus Ben plus Friends content and connect with you, the, the listener, once a week, regardless. And what some of the ways I've come up with that, for example, is the spinoff Disney Plus plus Ben plus Dan plus Kang plus Kodos, where my buddy Dan and I talk about The Simpsons. We are going to start doing that once a month. So one Friday a month is going to be that. And then, uh, you know, of course, we're going to continue to do episodes of the main show. I want to do season two of Disney Plus plus Ben plus Baby Yoda. Uh, although, yeah, I guess slight spoiler alert for Mandalorian. We might change it to Disney plus plus Ben plus Grogu. I don't know. I'll have to have that conversation. I still call him baby Yoda. Anyway, in addition to that, I'm also going to periodically be dropping these episodes that I'm going to call mini mouse episodes. Get it? Mini M I N I mouse. Cause you know, it's the house of mouse, mini mouse. So uh, <laughs> in these episodes, I'm going to discuss Disney Plus news or Lucas, Lucasfilm news, Marvel news, etc. Answer questions from listeners, mailbag stuff, and, and, and basically kind of break from format a little bit, but try to give you some content. And so this felt like a really good one to start off with, which is I'm going to talk about all of the Disney Plus Star Wars stuff that just got announced which is so much, and I want to kind of break it down because I know not everybody is as obsessed with Star Wars as I am, but, like, maybe you like Star Wars a decent amount, but you don't even understand half of the words that are being thrown at you with this new batch of shows and movies 
I'm here to kind of help with that. And uh, eventually I'd like to talk about all the Marvel stuff too. Might have to have my buddy Justin from the uh, MC Who podcast come on and break that down or somebody uh, because I don't know as much about Marvel as, as, as I wish I did. So let's just break this down. I'm going to start by going through all the shows that have just been announced, the Disney Plus original series that are Star Wars that got announced yesterday. And some of these have been heavily rumored for a while. Some have even been semi-confirmed. But a lot of these came out of nowhere, I think, for, for a bunch of us. And I'm, I'm just absolutely stoked. Okay, so let's start with Obi-Wan Kenobi. So this is probably the biggest budget, the kind of the marquee show that got announced. This is going to be created by Deborah Chow who directed the episodes The Sin and The Reckoning of Season 1 of The Mandalorian. You might notice she hasn't directed any so far as Season 2. My understanding is that is that's because she's been tied up in the writing process and the pre-production process of Season 1 of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So this show will take place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, which is 9 years before A New Hope. So Luke and Leia are probably about 6 years old or so, this is kind of this would be before no i guess this would be about the same time as star wars rebels i guess it'd be a little bit later than star wars rebels because leia is in that and she's no what am i saying of course it's before it's before star wars rebels so this takes place after clone wars before star wars rebels if you're comparing it to other things and if you've only seen the movies, then I just wasted a bunch of your time. It takes place between episode three and episode four, almost exactly halfway between those two movies. So the the only thing we really know is that Ewan McGregor's back. Deborah Cho is the showrunner. And then the big news that dropped yesterday is that Hayden Christensen will be reprising his role as Darth Vader, which I did not expect at all, partially because I don't know that I thought that Darth Vader was going to be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So Kathleen Kennedy said this will be the rematch of the century in regards to the big lightsaber battle at the end of episode three in which, uh, you know, Obi-Wan has the higher ground and uh, cuts off Anakin's legs and it leaves him in the lava to, you know, become the monster uh, physically that he already was spiritually. I'm a little confused by this, and I'm not I'm not poo-pooing it at all, but I have always gotten the impression that in episode four, when Obi-Wan Kenobi is aboard the Death Star and and has the lightsaber duel with with Darth Vader, I've always been under the impression that that was the first time that they physically came into contact with each other since they're falling out on Mustafar. And so this show will obviously address that. Now, maybe maybe they don't come into contact with each other. Maybe Obi-Wan is hiding out and Anakin is trying to find him. Um, this could address, you know, for a long time, people have asked the question, like, so did Obi-Wan just, like, hang out on Tatooine that whole time? What's the deal there? You know, we've seen him in, uh, I guess, slight spoilers for Star Wars Rebels, but we've seen him in Star Wars Rebels. I, I don't know. This this one for me, I'm very excited. But the announcement that Vader is involved has created a lot of questions for me. And I'm not going to be able to answer a bunch of them for you guys, unfortunately, because we're just going to have to wait and see what Vader's role is in this. But it's very interesting. So up next, 
We have Ahsoka, which is the one I'm the most excited for. I love Ahsoka Tano. I think she has the greatest character growth of any character in Star Wars. She goes from the most obnoxious teenager in the 2008 animated Clone Wars and like the first season of Clone Wars, where she's calling Anakin Sky Guy and just she she's like the perfect epitome of like the bratty younger sister. And she grows into this incredible, wonderful human. Well, I guess a human being to <laughs> uh, being. <laughs> and she's so thoughtful and, and kind and brave and she's just incredible she's one of my favorite fictional characters of all time and i love that the mainstream world has been exposed to her through through the mandalorian season two and now that she gets her own show which is created and the head writer is going to be dave filoni who is I, I just think star wars you know absolute mvp over the last few years I'm so excited about this one. And I will say, okay, like really though, spoilers for Rebels. So like if you haven't finished Star Wars Rebels, skip one minute into the podcast because like big, big spoilers, okay? The artwork of the show's logo would appear to indicate that the search for Ezra Bridger is going to be a theme of this show and specifically that she's going to be able to do the kind of like forced time travel thing. I don't know. It, maybe that's just a coincidence. Maybe it's just a star map, but I think there's a little bit of an implication that she's going to be looking for Ezra Bridger. And I'm curious to see if this show also has Sabine Wren as a character. So, okay. Um, I guess that didn't take a full minute. So, <laughs> But okay, and yeah, no more Star Wars Rebels spoilers, I, I don't think. Um, okay, so then the next show that we're going to be talking about is Rangers of the New Republic. And this is going to be set within the timeline of The Mandalorian. It's this live-action series from Jon Favreau and, and Dave Filoni that will intersect with future stories and culminate in a climactic story event. So this, to me, reads a little bit like what the MCU is doing and the way that they've had the Avengers events. And I'm curious to see exactly how this works. But to me, this would suggest that Grief Karga and Cara Dune are going to kind of get their own spinoff show. This is a good avenue, you know, um, maybe Timothy Oliphant's character will come back. This is a good avenue to use these cool side characters that we've had in Star Wars and then maybe build to some larger event and this allows maybe season three of The Mandalorian to focus more on Din and Grogu and a little bit less, you, you know, we don't have this way. We don't have to check in on Cara Dune and Grief Karga every, you know, every couple episodes. Uh, it, it, I'm excited about this. I think that this one is the one that maybe feels the most kind of fillery. But here's the thing. <laughs> if they space this out so that like in December or November or December, we get season three of the Mandalorian. And then in June we get season one of this. And then in November, December we get season four of Mandalorian. And then in June we get season two of this sign me up like that. That would be amazing. So ranches of the new Republic. I am excited for it. I do think it has the most potential to maybe be like a little bit fillery, but like as long as the production values is high and they're treating it with the same, you know, attention to detail that they are, Mandalorian then then who cares I mean like I, this is just 
Again, this is all just great news. I also, just to be clear, I'm getting all of this off of StarWars.com. There's a lot of other rumors on Twitter and all that. I thought there was enough concrete information on StarWars.com that I wanted to go with just entirely. Everything you're hearing me talking about is either fact or speculation of facts. There aren't any rumors, there, nothing like that. Okay, so up next we've got Lando, which is going to be created and showrun by Justin Simeon, who's the creator of Dear White People, uh, well, wrote and directed the film Dear White People and then created the show for Netflix. Uh, also directed the horror film Bad Hair, which I've heard is really good, but I have not seen. Dear White People for me... I really liked the first season a lot, and then it started to kind of meander plot-wise. I always thought it was well done, but I thought it lost some energy. And so uh, I, I will say I believe in Justin Simeon's ability to run a show. Um, I think my, my point with this is that I, my my point is that I think that Star Wars will actually be a really good sandbox for him to play in. Because it has to be building towards something. And there are rails and there are, you know, Lando can only do so much before he eventually ends up, you know, becoming the mayor of Cloud City and all that. So um, no word yet on whether or not Donald Glover is reprising his role. To me, that would, I'm going to, look, I'm going to watch every single one of these shows no matter what. But for me personally, uh, if you tell me that, Donald Glover is the lead actor in this show. I'm 100% on board, 10 out of 10 stoked. If you tell me they're going to recast it again and find somebody else because it's like older but still younger, Lando, I'll watch it. I'll watch every episode. I will be excited about it, but I won't be as excited just because Donald Glover is such a magnetic performer. There's something really special about that guy. Okay, and also, if Donald Glover's involved, maybe he'll write and direct some episodes, you know? Up next, Andor, which is going to be a spinoff that's a prequel to Rogue One, so Rogue Negative One, and, uh, oh, am I the first person to make that joke? Uh, (laughs) It's all about Cassie and Andor, and this is very exciting to me because this is created by, and one of the main writers of, is Tony Gilroy, who wrote, like, the first four Born Identity movies, Michael Clayton, which is an incredible kind of espionage like, legal thriller, just great movie. Um, you know, like, Oscar-caliber movie, right? And I think it was up for Best Picture. I think I think that George Clooney was up for Best Actor in that. T- Tony Gilroy rules. He also co-wrote Rogue One. And the, I'm very excited about this. Very interesting cast of, of, you know, very talented actors, specifically, like, really cool um, character actors that you see in a bunch of stuff. Mon Mothma is going to be one of the main characters in it, which is great because we've always loved Mon Mothma. If you've ever read extended canon stuff, which, I mean, you know, is no longer canon. It's Legends, I guess now. Uh, Mon Mothma is a great character that I think has always been primed for a little bit more development, fill her out a little bit better. Now, the, the thing that I was surprised by is there is no word yet on whether or not Alan Tudyk is going to be reprising his role as K2SO. And to me, one of the best parts of... Rogue One is the friendship between K2SO and Cassie Nandor. So I I would assume what's going to happen is like the season one finale is going to be him running into K2SO and reprogramming him. Or, or maybe even that will be in like the, the very first episode. Maybe the baby Yoda moment of that show will be him finding uh, K2SO and re- rewiring him. But 
you, you've, at some point in time, you have to have K2SO back in there. K2SO is one of the best droids in all of Star Wars canon. Up next, we have a little bit less information on this, but the Acolyte. Now, I don't know if you remember, but I think it was last Star Wars Day, I don't know, about a year ago, there was this big announcement that was like, Star Wars is making a really big deal out of the High Republic. There's going to be comics and all sorts of stuff. The High Republic's coming at you. And then we just never heard anything after that. Like, it was kind of weird. Like, we almost expected, like, you know, some specific announcements, and, and, and there really wasn't. And we are now seeing that the Acolyte, which is going to be created and showrun by Leslie Headland, who who uh, runs and, and created the show Russian Doll on Netflix, which is a very cool, weird, trippy show. And it's been specifically described as a mystery thriller that will take place in the shadowy secrets and the emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic. So I like this one. I'm very excited about the idea of this kind of like, I don't know, almost like lost uh, X-Files a little bit, you know? Well, Russian doll. But the idea that like the High Republic is like this utopia and we know that eventually the High Republic falls and we know it falls because of the rising power of the Sith and the dark side. And so it will be kind of interesting to start a show in a utopia knowing that it it's bound to fall. You know, it's almost like if you like set a, you know, like the Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, you know, just like a few years earlier. No, I guess this is a thousand years, but but still, I, I'm excited about this one. This one has a lot of potential. Next, we've got The Bad Batch. It's going to be an animated series done in the style of the Clone Wars, specifically focusing on The Bad Batch, which are this group of clone troopers who have different abnormalities that make them almost superheroes. It's probably going to be pretty kid-friendly. I mean, you know, uh, there's guns and stuff, you know, very, like, seven-year-old, eight-year-old. Uh, I liked this arc of the most recent season of A Clone Wars. I will watch it. I'll enjoy it. This one is, I think, maybe one of... There's there's two or three of these uh, that are maybe a little bit more kid-friendly than the others. And, and it, um, you know, I will definitely gladly watch this with my daughter. I'm very excited for this. Up next, Star Wars Visions, which is... This project is what I have been begging for Star Wars to do for forever, especially since Disney Plus launched. And what it is... It's, it's a an all new creative take and like a, a series of creative takes, like an anthology of um, animated short films that celebrate Star Wars through the lens of anime. And it's going to be all done in, in Japanese anime studios, 10 different episodes, 10 different anime teams, supposedly pretty famous teams. Um Gosh, I hope Studio Ghibli gets one. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, but yeah, so like we're we're supposedly going to get ten different episodes from ten different teams that are ten different short films about Star Wars set in the Star Wars universe. So I'm very excited about that. This is the kind of thing that I I can't believe Disney Plus hasn't done sooner. Which is like, hey, make a 45 minute Star Wars thing for us. Here's money. Make a 45 minute Star Wars thing. It's not connected to Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader. Array, it's not some big saga thing. Just like do something cool with lightsabers, do something cool with Mandalorians, do something cool with Jawas. Do it. I love it. Very excited. All right, one more show, which is a droid story. Now this one's interesting because Industrial Light and Magic and Lucasfilm Animation are teaming up together 
And this is supposedly going to be absolutely cutting edge visually. I don't know what that means. I'm excited to find out. I hope it's something I haven't even imagined yet. And it's going to be an epic journey that will introduce us to a new droid hero alongside R2-D2 and C-3PO. Charming, cute. I bet it'll be really fun to, you know, watch, um, you know, eat, eat an edible and just, just bench the season. Uh, or watch it with your kids, probably without the edible. Uh, <laughs> okay, and then uh, we're, we're almost wrapped up. Uh, this this mini Mouse episode is going to be almost 25 minutes long. How about that? All right. So there are two feature films that were announced as well. It's not just Disney Plus series. And I I know technically this is a Disney Plus show, but eventually they'll be on Disney Plus. So, <laughs> uh, so what we have, first we've got Rogue Squadron. Now, if you are a Star Wars video game player, video game enthusiast, you know that Rogue Squadron is probably the strongest, like, overall series of star wars video games especially considering some of those battlefront titles kind of dipped in quality but i mean like star wars i mean i remember so much rogue squadron on the nintendo 64 rogue squadron i think it was rogue squadron 3 that was a gamecube launch title if i remember correctly anyway it's going to be all about starfighter pilots and it's directed by patty jenkins who did wonder woman the new wonder woman 1984 which we haven't seen yet of course and then monster which is just a, an incredible film and it has been described as a story that will introduce a new generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary-pushing, high-speed thrill ride and move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. That last collection of words is very interesting to me. And move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. So that says to me... We are going to get some post episode nine Star Wars. This they, they are planning on moving the saga forward. And that makes me really happy because as much as Rise of Skywalker was certainly an ending of a chapter, the ending of the Skywalker saga, obviously that galaxy keeps moving on afterwards. So really excited to see what they do there. Very, very intrigued. I wouldn't be shocked if we see Poe Dameron come back as like, um, you know, Poe Dameron now in the leadership role as, as like the head of the flight Academy or something like that. I'd love to see that personally or Finn, you know, I mean, we, we definitely think of Poe as the prolific pilot, but yeah, I could see Finn coming back too. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see which of the characters from episode nine, they try to tie in if any. And finally, I don't have words for how excited I am about this. There's no date. There aren't any real details, but an untitled Taika Waititi film, it would have, one could infer it will be 2024 or later just because they've announced releases in 2021, 2022, and 2023. But a brand new Star Wars feature that, uh, you know, Academy Award winner Taika Waititi is going to be writing and directing, and they have specifically said it's going to be fresh unexpected unique and and that they they are not going to ask him to hold back on his sense of humor so this makes me very happy because it sounds to me like not only are we getting a taika waititi star wars film we are getting the kind of taika waititi star wars film that taika waititi wants to give us and great because taika waititi is one of the most talented filmmakers in the entire world i can't wait to see what he does 
with a blank check and a blank slate. And I mean, gosh, that when when Disney bought Lucasfilm, this is the kind of stuff that I was the most excited for. I was excited for seven, eight, and nine. But what I was even more excited for was the future beyond that to see what what was next. I understand that they felt like they wanted to, you know, George Joyce saw it as three trilogies and nine episodes and all that. I, I get why they wanted to do it. There are a lot of moments in seven, eight, and nine I like a lot, especially seven and eight. This is what I'm the most excited for. I've been I've been the most excited for good. Star Wars is now in the hands of the people who are maybe the best company in the entire world at letting interesting people make interesting things. And it's finally going to like really, truly happen. Couldn't be more excited. Oh my gosh. So there you go. So that's the first Minnie Mouse episode. It's not always going to be about Star Wars. Actually, it's almost never going to be about Star Wars. But I just felt like I had to check in and give you guys my two cents on all the new Star Wars content. Hopefully over the next few weeks, we'll check in with some some somebody who's more of an expert than I at Marvel. Talk about all the Marvel studio stuff. We can talk about the Disney animation stuff. And also, we've got some really cool holiday content that is going to be dropping. I'm actually not going to hold off till Friday. As soon as I have these episodes done, I'm going to release them. But we're going to be talking about Noel, which is on Disney Plus, uh, starring Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. Very charming film going to have another episode of Disney Plus, plus Ben, plus Dan, plus King, plus Kodos, in which we talk about our favorite episode, a Christmas episode of The Simpsons, and we're going to talk about Nightmare Before the Christmas. Uh, yeah, we've got some awesome stuff coming up, so we are, yeah, this is already not even a Minnie Mouse. This is just a mouse, baby. Just a mouse. So, yeah, hope you enjoyed the first Minnie Mouse episode. Uh, please reach out. Let me know what you would like to hear in Minnie Mouse episodes. I'd love to do some listener questions, for example. And, yeah, please subscribe to the show, leave a five-star review, and tell people about it. Uh, Great. And, yeah, that's it. (laughs) Bad at Ending Podcasts. May the force be with you.